Welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Thursday, February 13th, 2020. We're going to read through chapters 14 and 15 of Genesis today. As always, stick through the reading of the scripture and, and, and after the scripture is done being read, We'll talk through some of the interesting points and information uh, that is contained in these chapters. Chapter 14. In those days, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedolaamor, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, made war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeb, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Sidiim, that is, the Salt Sea. For twelve years they served Kedorlaomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him came and struck the Rephites in Ashereth Karnaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shava Kirathayim, and the Horites in their Mount Sire, all the way to El Paran, which is by the wilderness. They returned and came to En Mishpat, that is, Kadesh, and struck all the territory of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites, Amorites who lived in Hazazan, Tamar. The king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and lined up for battle in the valley of Sidim against Kedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariak, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell there. Those who survived fled to the hills. The raiders took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, and then they went on their way. Because he had been living in Sodom, they took also Lot, the son of Abram's brother, and his possessions and went on their way. One person escaped and came and told Abram the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks that belonged to Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eschol, and Honor. They were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he led out all his trained men who were born in his house. 318 of them, and pursued them as far as Dan. During the night, he divided his servants into groups to attack them. He struck them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. He brought back all the possessions. He also brought back his relative Lot and his possessions, and the woman also, and the rest of the people. After Abram's return from the defeat of Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. 
He was a priest of God Most High. He blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Abram, the king of Sodom, said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, so that you cannot say I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing except that which the young men have eaten and share the belonging to the men who went with me, namely Honor, Eschol, and Mamre. Let them take their share. Chapter 15 After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He said, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? Abram also said, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a servant born in my house will be my heir. Just then the word of the Lord came to him. God said, This man will not be your heir, but instead one who will come out of your own body will be your heir. The Lord then brought him outside and said, Now look toward the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. He said to Abram, This is what your descendants will be like. Abram believed in the Lord, and the Lord credited it to him as righteousness. He said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as a possession. He said, Lord God, how will I know that I will possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abraham gathered all of these, divided them in half, and laid the two halves across from each other. But he did not divide the birds in two. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Then terrifying deep darkness fell on him. The Lord said to Abram, Know this, your descendants will live as aliens in a land that is not theirs, and they will serve its people, who will afflict them for four hundred years. But I will surely judge the nations that they will serve. Afterward, your descendants will come out with great wealth, but you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come here again because the guilt of the Amorites is not yet full. Then, when the sun had gone down, it was dark. Suddenly, a smoking oven and a flaming torch passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. He said, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. I will give you the territory of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. A lot of interesting things in this section, um, parts of scripture perhaps that we we don't know as well and, and don't really even read through as often as, as we probably should. 
Um, you have a lot of background history here coming in uh, with the attack on, on Sodom. Bunch of kings, bunch of places. Um, they attack each other. And and Sodom is 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 essentially in the end defeated, um, but Lot, where this all comes in, is is Lot Abram's nephew. If you remember, he was the one that took the land that looked the best for him. Here you see kind of strike one against that decision that it maybe wasn't such a great decision for him to make, at least based just purely off of the sites, the fact that it was. The, the land that was best for the livestock and 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 best for his his family so to speak and it turns out it's not really so lots in trouble he gets captured and abram is helped by um some of his men and also um, some of the allies that he had. And when you think about it, you have these these vast armies, and here Abram comes with 318. 318, that's what Scripture says. But because they attacked during the night, the other people were confused. Abram wins. He doesn't take anything more than what is needed because he doesn't want them holding this over him and says, this is what made Abram rich. No, he wasn't going to let them have that. So he took what was necessary for others. But for himself, no, nothing. Then we kind of see some some doubt happening here, right? We read yesterday in in yesterday's episode that God said that the descendants of Abram would be as numerous as the the grains of sand on the seashore. If you could count the grains of sand on the seashore, that is how many descendants you would have. God said to Abram. Abram kind of maybe almost sense a little bit of frustration here as he's going through here and he says, Lord God, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. At this point, he's probably realizing that uh, Sarai is probably past childbearing age at this point. Uh, this doesn't seem to happen. It doesn't seem like it's going to be his own seed that is going to cause this offspring. So God must have been talking about it in a different way. Abram's trying to kind of almost think outside the box to, to help God along with, with, um, with this promise that he was given. But then... We see that God tells Abram to go back outside. Look up into the sky. What do you see? The stars, right? Count the stars. Can you count the stars? Of course you can't. But if you could, that would be the number of your descendants. Once again, he lays out this promise for Abram. 
This time the stars in the sky. And it says that after God said that, Abram believed in the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. In other words, he believed that God would come through on his promises. And in verse 7, we basically see God saying, I am in control. I am in control all of the time. I have this plan for your offspring. It's going to come from you, from your own body. Don't worry, I will make it happen. I am in control of all things. We see Abram gives his offering. And then we see that God promises that after a long period of not living in the land and being subjected to the rule of other lands, that his descendants will come back to this land. And when you get kind of through this this section of Scripture, verse 16, in the fourth generation, your, your descendants will come here again because the guilt of the Amorites is not yet full. This is nothing that Abraham can do. <coughs> Excuse me. Abraham is not going to be a part of this. This is purely by the grace of God. And that is something that is you're going to see over and over and over again as a theme of Scripture. As we carry on through the Old Testament and the New Testament is the grace of God. Yes, we have a God who, who, is, uh, who has wrath, who is just, uh, who, who um, justly deserves to hand out punishment. But yet we have a merciful God, a loving God, a gracious God. And that's what you see. That's what you see here. This isn't anything that Abram's going to do or going to be able to do. But it's purely going to be by the grace of God. And he closes out the chapter by telling him, I will give these things to you. I will give you... Um, the territories of these various uh, groups of people. This will be yours. You know, going back to um, the beginning of this chapter, chapter 15, you see the struggle that Abram has in his mind, the age, the childbearing issue, this is really dragging him down, and and now this is going to come to a head uh, tomorrow when we read through the next couple of chapters. Once again, would like to thank you for uh, tuning in to Time with God. If you would like to learn more about Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan, certainly welcome to visit our website, www.trinitybangor.org. There you will find uh, information on what we believe and also different avenues to contact us if you so wish. Most importantly, wish you God's blessings, his richest blessings to you. And may the Holy Spirit continue to strengthen our faith as we walk together in learning his word 
and and digging deep into Scripture to see what it has to say to us. God's blessings. See you tomorrow. <laughs>